Okay, so it's taken like this long for me to actually um, start my first episode because I don't even know where to begin. I'm currently at a really rough position in my life because of everything that has gone on since I realized who's living behind the mask. I called my mom for, you know, 31 years and it was her mask that dropped and my grandmother's mask that dropped on me so basically that means that they were um their real true colors came out and these two were people that I you know trusted with my entire being my entire life um I would call them before I'd call my husband I'd call them before I called my best friend I'd call them for every situation in my life and they took it and they chewed it up and dispersed it to a million different people a million different ways and basically just exploited the fuck out of me like in every way possible and I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be in the position that I'm in at, at 34 years old. This is two and a half years of a battle, basically trying to live and be this person that I don't even know who I am, raising, you know, three kids and a husband. And unfortunately, this family of mine is like, it's like a, a mob, if you will. Um, we live in a small town. My grandfather was a contractor who built, like, all the houses up on the hill where we live. Um, status, everything was about status and, you know, how everything looks. Because you're living in the land of make-believe, but when you're a scapegoat and you're living with people that are spending every moment of their lives trying to fucking ruin you trying to basically ruin you I mean I thought it was narcissism the first few months I guess first few months after I came out of a severe um I had a severe breakdown um that was had some postpartum in it after my last baby but I had gone to therapy I started going to therapy and I had asked the question about a few things that if is it normal for you know a grandma and a mom to behave like this and I literally remember it like it was yesterday and what my therapist said absolutely not it was like a turn of events took you know um things slowly but like fast came rushing back I was I guess processing things a little bit more and it was like I just kept going down the stairs and too fast, too fast, too fast, and boom, I um, I lost it. I'll get into that in another episode because I don't want to. I'm so bad about like keeping the rain on things. <laughs> um, and I started opening up after all that, and I never had memories. I never had anything like that. I couldn't understand why my husband would remember these things from his childhood, and I just couldn't. It was literally like, um, 
I had like a blockage. Like, for those of you who've gone through this, who have been raised by a sociopath, narcissistic sociopath, um, you can kind of relate to being in like a fog. Like, you're just going through the emotions emotions and then sometimes there's really really good times and sometimes there's really shitty times and you can feel them but you're not feeling them as your own self you're feeling them as through your mother or your grandmother or whoever so it was like I was um still tied up to them you know no matter what I did I could never be my pure genuine self at one point in my life I guess I just kind of you know when you're young and you're Wondering why your mother's telling you at 10 years old why you're the problem of her whole life. And, you know, your grandmother is saying she wants to spend time with you and having you sleep over and not spending time with you. And not, it, it goes beyond that, but you guys know what I'm getting. It's just that love that you look for as a baby. Like, I could cry just talking about this. It sucks, guys. If you went through it, it sucks. When you think about being a little baby and you're looking for whoever that person is to love you and you're just a little baby, you know? I mean, who doesn't love a little baby? I don't know what kind of person can turn their face to that baby, you know? Um, I watched an experiment the other day. I should have watched it. Um, if you guys are having wine or you're like smoking a joint or something, I and you can handle watching it, um... It's called the the face experiment or something. If you guys want it, I could send it to you. It's just, um, you know, a mother basically going and giving, a doctor did it, so he's recording it, giving this baby attention for like, you know, two minutes straight. A whole bunch of, you know, happy singing and da-da-da. And it's the baby's mother, obviously. Maybe the baby's about 18 months, I'd say. And, um, the baby's all excited and laughing. And it's just two minutes of pure joy between the mother and the, the, the child. And then the doctor tells the mother, stop, stop all. Stand there and look straight at that baby and don't make any motion. No, nothing. And I was, they slowed it down. And it was so hard. I, that mother's an angel for being able to do that experiment because the baby once got so distressed and the doctor was like, okay, that's enough. But the baby tried everything to get the mother's attention. You know, she was looking right through it and they slowed it down and they were just kind of saying, you know, the stress of the body on a little baby who's trying to reach out to their mother to get some kind of emotional, you know, connection it's uh, really, really, you know, not a good way to be able to function and to learn that and have to adapt to that as a little baby and carry that with you forever is, it's a lot. It's really a lot. Your body's in constant distress and, you know, I'm sure it's, it's very similar with narcissism, but sociopath, from what I'm learning... My doctor diagnosed my mother and my grandmother with sociopath probably around the year and a half mark of me seeing her, you know, and 
having two-hour sessions, three-hour sessions, you know, weekly, and she really got a grip on the other side of them. And I mean, it got to a point where my mother would even call my therapist to say um, that they don't know the real story. I mean, it was, there's so many things. Gotta bring myself back in, but, um, so that is my issue. I'm trying to heal from severe, severe, sick, mentally sick sociopaths. Um, my grandmother is very, very involved in it because my parents had me when they were 18. Yes, they're still together. Um, my mom had me young, so my grandmother had, she is the, you know, queen of this family, the freaking matriarch, and she runs the roost. So she had me in a, a chokehold until, you know, my mother got older, which she took care of me too. Um, you know, they did whatever the hell they wanted. Um, I remember, you know, being uh, eight years old and being told no by my mom, and I would call my grandma up crying, and she would call them and tell them, stop, you know, and, and whatever. But it was like a, a circle of, let's just fuck with her head, you know. Um, I thought it was just narcissism. You know, I didn't, I never knew anything like this existed. And that's the fucking problem. That's why I'm like completely at a loss of words. Because I can't believe that this shit doesn't get taken to courts. I can't believe that there's a, a, a system set up for family and child services that these people, these, these people that we hire to help a mother you know, in some cases, it is not the case. I'm not saying that for every case, but this abuse by these people is, it's, it's absolutely terror. It's hell. It is unspokenable, a disgusting, disgusting form of abuse that you can do to somebody. I don't think people can fathom it if they've never had it done. Um, that's why there's not a, a lot of awareness there. When people hear the word sociopath, it's not a murderer. It's not just, yes, there are many murderers who are sociopaths. Because it makes sense. But there's plenty of sociopaths who are just walking around among us. That's the worst part. You don't know how to recognize them. You don't know what kind of life these people live behind doors. You know, I remember, I still have nightmares trying to, like, kind of ask for help as, as kids, as a kid. You know, I'm one of four. I'm the oldest. And I got, I'm a scapegoat. Um, and it never really changed. You know, roles change sometimes. Yeah, the sociopath takes it. Sociopaths have no connection to their kids, no. Um, there's no connection to anybody, though. They use and abuse you and spit you out. You become so, my whole family right now is under this, I guess you could say, like a spell almost. It, it's like this cloud of abuse that they've been in. And they are, they could, you could literally, they could see my mother or my grandmother committing an act of murder and they would be able to stand up for, for her still. 
because in her eyes they do no wrong. My mother has been able to, and my grandmother has successfully been able to spear, spear many people, but me, uh, they campaign against me for I'm wrong, you're right. The support system, that, that is another part of the abuse that's absolutely horrific. Um, if you are able to get out of it, I I think I started to get out of it because I had my first kid and uh, I had a great job and things were starting to unravel. You know, the happier I got, the more some kind of crazy shit would hit the fan. It was like you were like my husband says, I'm waiting for a reality TV camera to step out. Like, is this fucking real life? You know, um, I'm so sorry. It's so hard for me <laughs> to keep on track, but, uh, you know, when I came out of it, I was horrified and it literally blew me into a, a mess of, um, I had a little bit of psychosis. My doctor insists it wasn't psychosis. She says I was just severely, severely paranoid because I stopped sleeping. I was worried about my kids being around, you know, my mother. You know, I let this these people access your mother and your grandmother, you know. How many people do you know? That's like their main squeezes, you know. Like, you turn to these people as a woman especially to learn your life skills from, to learn if you're doing the right thing as a woman, you know, like how to be a mom, how to uh, make sure you're giving your kids everything they need and, and not feeling like um, you're a complete fuck up, you know, that you're this horrible person who, who's not doing anything good for your kids, you know. Um, these are people that you need growing up, you know. So coming out of it, it sucked. And I'm just, I still, we're two and a half years in. I have three kids. Like I said, I have a husband. And my problem is we live in a small town where everyone knows everybody. Um, my grandparents, their grandparents, they've ruled this uptown, we'll call it, um, for many years. They have a status that they love to flaunt. And it's a bunch of bullshit, man. It's the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. But since I rattled that status, I oh, I was already chased to be <laughs> the scapegoat. They were mind-fucking me, you know, taking things away. Uh, I'm just going to go into this other stuff in other episodes because I don't want to get too overboard but I mean you know the, it's amazing when you come out of it the memories that just flood you it's amazing that there's some kind of abuse like this that exists to where you're like a zombie like it's a zombie you're straight up a zombie these people are feeding off of you and your soul they're soul killers they're soul killers sociopaths are absolutely soul killers narcissists I think have a little more eh, ground, I guess, if you could call it. I don't think that they, I don't think they go as far as a sociopath go. Um, you know, a sociopath literally will do anything and everything 
to get in your way and ruin your fucking life. And that's why, you know, there's so many things that I could, we could dabble in later, but there's things that I have to look away from because I don't know if that would have happened if something, you know, there's things that my mother and grandma should have been put away for, you know, um, and it happens all the time. And we're in 2020, like there's got to be, I refuse to let these poor people, whether you're a boy, girl, white, black, Chinese, Mexican, Hispanic, I don't give a fuck. I can't let any of my people <laughs> who have gone through this go down without a fighting chance. I'm still not completely through. I'm I'm crawling at the moment. And I'm telling my story because it's okay to crawl. It's okay that I'm crawling. It's okay some days that I stop. Because I'm through it. I'm getting through it. I'm, I've decided. <sighs> so, had the breakdown. Unfortunately, being that we have such house building, uh, family of contractors, many people who do, you know, electric, a lot of businesses for home, uh, renovation and new homes and blah, blah, blah in our family. So we bought a house, me and my husband, uh, eight years ago when we got married, thought it was great, bought a house, three houses down from my parents. My dad found the house. The neighbor was moving and offered my dad the house to clean, fix up and sell. And he offered it to us at a really low price. Of course. Why would that be such a problem, you know? Holy hell, if I only would have known because I signed myself up for the devil. The devil himself. To access me continuously. Uh, you know, that's what the hell has been. They kept, got me where they wanted. My grandmother designed my whole house. Um, we There are so much that will come out in my, my episodes, but I'm just trying to give you a little understanding right now. So that's where I'm at. I have three kids. I've Since finding out what was going on, it's been such a fight for my life. If I didn't have my husband who was able to see what was going on, he's from the South. He didn't have an easy grow up, you know, but he's smart. He's educated. Um, he did have parents who love him, but he has been it with me, in it with me. And he, I think in that instance too, you're able to identify when he literally has seen it happen to me. I mean, a month ago we had to call the cops because my mother came over unannounced. My kids, we have to protect my my son is petrified of the cops because my mother will say constantly in his she said many times that she was going to call the cops on, on on your mom you know i mean he's 5 years old um it's so hard to get out of here because there has been so many roadblocks but we're doing it and i we're doing we're getting there um but it's been tough and it's been so hard on us and you're not just dealing with a fucking narcissist it's a sociopath too and that's the hardest part it's a shame that these people revert to 
this kind of abuse. They're brilliant people, which is against me. <laughs> but they're brilliant people. The things they think of, how they know what's going <clears> to... <throat> they know you so well. They literally have a map of your soul and who you are and what kind of reaction they've they've bred you for it. And they know what will make the dominoes fall. And that's the worst fucking part. To try to think opposite them. Because it's a thing that I don't want to even fucking do. Like, I don't want to go near this puzzle. I can't fathom to ever do anything like this to anybody. You know? Um, and I have my husband and my kids to thank. And God, you know, um, I stopped praying so many years ago. It's not that I stopped believing. I just gave up internally and, and I didn't even know it like I put on such a fake 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 uh, show for the whole world you know and it's I'm just happy that I finally don't have to live like that anymore whether they paint me as a drug addict a loser mom all these things that they're lashing me with you know if my husband weren't here my mother has literally told him, if if you, you're standing in the way of us putting her away. Do you know how scary that is? Um, I, there was multiple times where they literally have driven me to, could have driven me if there wasn't a support system in place for me. I would have been driven to either kill myself or I would have died. Because... That's what these people brought me to, you know? I mean, that's the sociopath difference. They don't give a fuck. And it's so hard to wrap your head around that, that they don't give a fuck. That's the battle of my life every day. I have accepted it. I know that. Um, I still have trouble, I guess, thinking that it'll never change. I know they're not, but I guess I still kind of fantasize that my mother will get out of it. Some kind of miracle will happen. And she'll say, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, my little girl. I love you. But that will never happen. And I don't give a fuck about her. But what kills me is she... I'm so sorry, guys. Maybe I'm too unstable to be doing this, but I just wanted to share it with everybody. Um, I'm sorry, I have to watch. Um, to be abused, to have a breakdown, to barely come back out of it, you know, you're through, the beginning, my husband was kind of leery on the fence, he didn't know what was going on, and he kind of looked for them for support, because he didn't know, you know, what was going on, and 
they said, just go over to the, you know, local hospital and let her go into the mental ward for a little bit. But he was kind of like on the fence. And then he realized once I was in, I didn't belong there. But he had to figure that out for himself. It was okay. You know, it helped a little bit. I needed pretty much peace and calmness. Um, nobody visited me. Except my mother tried. And my husband, obviously. But um, I have a big family. And not one of them were anywhere to be found when that happened. Uh, I got out and they held it against me. My dad and I were best friends. <laughs> and I have to pretend like he's dead. His birthday is today. This is the first birthday that I'm not going to give him a hug. And tell him how much I love him now. I think he's so smart. And he's so kind and he's so confident. And I can't tell him that anymore because he thinks I'm this loser person. <laughs> this thing, the next thing I'm going to say, whether you're about to go through it or you're going through it, I think you can agree with me. The worst part of this abuse is to have to we're going no contact because it's the only way maybe in some instances of narcissism it's you can kind of mull through it this is to the extreme where our lives are at risk my husband you know my mother called his job and he lost his job I mean there's been so many factors we have to get away because and there has to be no contact because it's what's healthy for me and healthy for the kids and my husband. It's safe. And the smear campaign, you know, that's the worst part. You come out of it and you're trying to just get back up little by little to understand why somebody you love so much would do this to you. And why are you still blaming yourself? Why do you still take it out on you? Is the support they strip every person from you. They will not stop until everybody has turned. They have tried to make my husband turn so many times. I still have nightmares that they'll strip him from me, but I know they won't. I have two sisters and a brother who I love to pieces. <laughs> and I have a dad who I love. I have to walk away from it all. All because of this sick, sick woman who needs to be put away. So, that's my first, um, 
episode. <laughs> and I hope that anybody who, uh, I saw that my little <laughs> intro thing was viewed 75 times and I didn't say anything. I don't think it, but I think people were just looking for answers. So I saw it and I said, there's other people out there <laughs> that are just like me. Cause that's what I figured out is the best thing so far. Just educate yourself. My husband used to be like, when he like calm down, like put down the books, like stop the Google, stop reading. I couldn't stop reading. I couldn't stop understanding. I'll never understand. But I know now what flying monkeys are. I know now what kind of abuse these people are trying to do to me. And it sucks because it's people that I love who've done it. It's, it's usually not. A lot of the worst abuse comes from them, but it's not done by them. It's done by, you know, your sister's coming over to say hi and she says some horrible thing, you know, um, or one of your family members calls typhus on you, you know, it shows up at your door because your mom, you know, I mean, it's, it's all, um, that's like third party abuse, you know, they'll use churches and support system. It goes deep. I think that's, you know, one of the uh, specialties of a sociopath abuser. And like murderers, they do, they like my mother, anytime shit was really about to hit the fan. Or she had done something that I was just about to discover. It didn't matter what range of cruelty it was. She would have to be there. Or she'd have to call in the middle of it. Or the end. Or Judy, my grandmother, would call. Um, or they'd stop by just to see it all unravel. They like to watch it. And they like to watch you get all fucking destroyed. They like to watch you on the floor, on your back, and, and suffer, you know, to look, humiliate you, watch you look confused, insecure, watch you struggle. Uh, it's fucking sick, man. And I don't know any other way but to say that maybe this is, this is evil. This is Obviously, it's evil, but maybe this is, like, the form of evil that, you know, exists. Whether or not she, I know it was done by her. Judy, my grandmother, is her mother. She obviously did it to her, but it stuck with her. She picked it up. She, you know, there's things that they say in therapy, like, you take things that you were just learned. You didn't know any other way. You're not that kind of person. But there's some things that you know you shadow because you don't know how to do it. But these people take on like these horrible evil souls. Like they literally get the rocks off by watching you get fucking pulled apart internally. And that is so bad. And physically, you know, there was plenty of physical stuff throughout. A little bit of sexual abuse. I mean, it's still hard. There's still things that I have not even come to terms with. That my brain will block out. 
I do know this, that there was a few good things that I learned. And that was, uh, I wouldn't be able to look at any kind of uh, article or anything on Facebook or pictures of child abuse or anything horrible, pets or anything. I know right then and there, you know, when anything terrible is happening to a kid, your body, your brain is designed to take you out of it. And I know that because I went through that. I'm sure all my fellow people have gone through this stuff. Not that you can't feel it, but your brain literally puts on like a blockage. And it protects you. And it... Puts you like in a bubble almost. So you're just going through the motions. You don't know what the fuck's going on really. But you're just. Subconsciously you do. But you don't feel it. The way they think you feel it. And that's kind of the. The good part of it all. When horrible things happen to kids. You know that they don't feel it. And I I know that. Because I went through things like that. They don't feel it, and, you know, that higher power up there, whoever you guys believe in, if you do, if you don't, they kind of take, protect you in a way, you know? That your brain isn't even there to really get it, you know? It's blur. So, that's it. Um, I'm Whitney. I'm 34. I'm getting closer to going into contact with the sociopath uh, mother and grandmother that are uh, literally fucking terrors. And they live, my grandmother lives on the other side of the hill. <laughs> so um, I can only hope that anybody who's going through it that if you listen to this and it helps you, it helps me. It really does. If you can take anything from it and it helps you, it helps me. If you need to hear that you're not crazy, you're not crazy. That was another rough part too, to get through those waters of, is this really happening? Like, am I going crazy? Is my mind not right? Like, why is, you know... But, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes clear. You just accept it. And breathe. And just take each day everything that you think is bad in you is not. And the things that you struggle with are not your fault. But now that you are older enough to know what time it is, what's going on, what has gone on, you make the change, and you refuse to be another generation of this, and and we are paving the way for people, for our next generation who are going to have this, they're not going to have to go through this, and that's worth it to me. It hurts to say goodbye to these people. It hurts to figure out I'll be alone. Um, 
it's hard to do things by myself, but I never had help from them. I was, it was made out like I was some fucking pauper, but I did it by myself. It's just another mind fuck. The two weeks, three weeks, I think I'm on now. We've been no contact as hard as it is. They lived on the street, but literally we have. It kind of Corona thing has helped. But, uh, you know, there was days where I wanted to scream, shout, you know, because my little guy wants to see my dad or, you know, it's hard. It's so hard. I know that I'll get through it and I know that it's the best thing for them. Because even though my dad cares and his heart's broken, he doesn't understand why it's it's for the kid's best interest. Because when you're in a trance like that, uh, you really think that the learned behavior from whoever is the mental case is okay and it's not okay. I'm happy that I came out of it and I can t teach my kids, show my kids, and try and navigate motherhood, even if it is by myself. I just look for role models around, slowly. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I know it's fucked up, and I know that anybody listening can get through it. If I can get through it, you can get through it, and I know it hurts. Man, it hurts bad. You get to be the person that you never were. I don't know who I am, but I'm just figuring that out. So I guess maybe we can all figure that out together. And I will uh, talk to you guys on my next episode if I get enough views. <laughs> Take care, everybody. And just breathe. Just breathe. Don't come down on yourself. Just keep keep your head up. Don't let them break you anymore. Keep your eye on the prize. Okay? Take care, guys. Until next time. Okay, so... It's taken, like, this long for me to actually, um... Start my first episode because I don't even know where to begin. I'm currently at a really rough position in my life because of everything that has gone on since I realized who's living behind the mask. I called my mom for, you know, 31 years and it was her mask that dropped and my grandmother's mask that dropped on me. So basically that means that they were, um, their real, true colors came out. And these two were people that I, you know, trusted with my entire being, my entire life. Um, I would call them before I'd call my husband. I'd call them before i call my best friend. I'd call them for every situation in my life. And they took it and they chewed it up. And dispersed it to a million different people, a million different ways. And basically just exploited the fuck out of me. Like, in every way possible. And I never thought 
in my wildest dreams that I would be in the position that I'm in at, at 34 years old. This is two and a half years of a battle, basically trying to live and be this person that I don't even know who I am, raising, you know, three kids and a husband. And unfortunately, this family of mine is like, it's like a, a mob, if you will. Um, we live in a small town. My grandfather was a contractor who built like all the houses up on the hill where we live. Um, status, everything was about status and, you know, how everything looks. Because you're living in the land of make-believe, but when you're a scapegoat and you're living with people that are spending every moment of their lives trying to fucking ruin you. Trying to basically ruin you. I mean, I thought it was narcissism the first few months, I guess. First few months after I came out of a severe, um, I had a severe breakdown. Um, that was, had some postpartum in it after my last baby, but I had gone to therapy. I started going to therapy and I had asked the question about a few things that if, is it normal for, you know, a grandma and a mom to behave like this? And I literally remember it like it was yesterday and what my therapist said, absolutely not. It was like a turn of events took, you know, um, things slowly, but like fast came rushing back. I was, I guess, processing things a little bit more. And it was like, I just kept going down the stairs and too fast, too fast, too fast. And boom, I, um, I lost it. I'll get into that in another episode. Cause I don't want to, I'm so bad about like keeping the rain on things. <laughs> um, and I started opening up after all that. And I never had memories. I never had anything like that. I couldn't understand why my husband would remember these things from his childhood. And I just couldn't. It was literally like, um, I had like a blockage. Like, for those of you who've gone through this, who have been raised by a sociopath, narcissistic sociopath, um, you could kind of relate to being in like a fog. Like, you're just going through the, emo the emotions. And then sometimes there's really, really good times. And sometimes there's really shitty times. And you can feel them. But you're not feeling them as your own self. You're feeling them as through your mother or your grandmother or whoever. So it was like I was um still tied up to them. You know, no matter what I did. I could never be my pure, genuine self. At one point in my life, I guess I just kind of, you know, when you're young and you're wondering why your mother's telling you at 10 years old why you're the problem of her whole life. And, you know, your grandmother is saying she wants to spend time with you and having you sleep over and not spending time with you. and not, it, it goes beyond that, but... You guys know what I'm getting. It's just that love that you look for as a baby. Like, I could cry just talking about this. It sucks, guys. If you went through it, it sucks. When you think about 
beat a little baby and you're looking for whoever that person is to love you and you're just a little baby, you know? I mean, who doesn't love a little baby? I don't know what kind of person can turn their face to that baby, you know? Um, I watched an experiment the other day. I should have watched it. Um, if you guys are having wine or you're like smoking a joint or something, I and you can handle watching it, um, it's called the the face experiment or something. If you guys want it, I could send it to you. It's just, um, you know, a mother basically going and giving, a doctor did it, so he's recording it, giving this baby attention for like, you know, two minutes straight. A whole bunch of, you know, happy singing and da-da-da. And it's the baby's mother, obviously. Maybe the baby's about 18 months, I'd say. And, um... The baby's all excited and laughing, and it's just two minutes of pure joy between the mother and the, the the child, and then the doctor tells the mother, stop, stop all, stand there and look straight at that baby, and don't make any motion, no nothing, and I was, they slowed it down, and it was so hard, I, that mother's an angel for being able to do that experiment, because the baby once got so distressed and the doctor was like, okay, that's enough. But the baby tried everything to get the mother's attention. You know, she was looking right through it and they slowed it down and they were just kind of saying, you know, the stress of the body on a little baby who's trying to reach out to their mother to get some kind of emotional, you know, connection. It's uh, really, really, you know, not a good way to be able to function and to learn that and have to adapt to that as a little baby and carry that with you forever is it's a lot it's really a lot your body's in constant distress and you know I'm sure it's it's very similar with narcissism but sociopath from what I'm learning my doctor diagnosed my mother and my grandmother with sociopath Probably around the year and a half mark of me seeing her, you know, and having two-hour sessions, three-hour sessions, you know, weekly, and she really got a grip on the other side of them. And, I mean, it got to a point where my mother would even call my therapist to say um, that they don't know the real story. I mean, it was, there's so many things. I gotta bring myself back in, but... Um, <laughs> So that is my issue. I'm trying to heal from severe, severe, sick, mentally sick sociopaths. Um, my grandmother is very, very involved in it because my parents had me when they were 18. Yes, they're still together. Um, my mom had me young, so my grandmother had, she is the, you know, queen of this family the freaking matriarch and she runs the roost so she had me in a, a chokehold until you know my mother got older which she took care of me too um you know they did whatever the hell they wanted um i remember you know being uh, eight years old and being told no by my mom and i would call my grandma up crying and she would call them and tell them stop you know and, and whatever but it was like a, a circle of 
let's just fuck with her head, you know? Um, I thought it was just narcissism. You know, I didn't, I never knew anything like this existed. And that's the fucking problem. That's why I'm like completely at a loss of words. Because I can't believe that this shit doesn't get taken to courts. I can't believe that there's a, a, a system set up for family and child services that these people, these, these people that we hire to help a mother, you know, in some cases it is not the case. I'm not saying that for every case, but this abuse by these people is, it's, it's absolutely terror. It's hell. It is unspokenable, a disgusting, disgusting form of abuse that you can do to somebody. I don't think people can fathom it if they've never had it done. Um, that's why there's not a, a lot of awareness there. When people hear the word sociopath, it's not a murderer. It's not just, yes, there are many murderers who are sociopaths because it makes sense. But there's plenty of sociopaths who are just walking around among us. That's the worst part. You don't know how to recognize them. You don't know what kind of life these people live behind doors. You know, I remember, I still have nightmares trying to like kind of ask for help as, as kids, as a kid. You know, I'm one of four, I'm the oldest and I got, I'm a scapegoat. Um, and it never really changed. You know, roles change sometimes. Yeah, the sociopath takes it. Sociopaths have no connection to their kids, no. Um, there's no connection to anybody, though. They use and abuse you and spit you out. You become so... My whole family right now is under this... I guess you could say... Like a spell, almost. It, <laughs> it's like this cloud of abuse that they've been in. And they are, they could, you could literally, they could see my mother or my grandmother committing an act of murder and they would be able to stand up for, for her still. Because in her eyes, they do no wrong. My mother has been able to, and my grandmother has successfully been able to spear, spear many people. But me, uh, they campaigned against me. For, I'm wrong, you're right. The support system, that, that is another part of the abuse that's absolutely horrific. Um, if you are able to get out of it, I, I think I started to get out of it because I had my first kid and uh, I had a great job. And things were starting to unravel. You know, the happier I got, the more... Some kind of crazy shit would hit the fan. Like you were, like my husband says, I'm waiting for a reality TV camera to step out. Like, is this fucking real life? You know, um, I'm so sorry. It's so hard for me <laughs> to keep on track. But, uh, you know, when I came out of it, I was horrified. And it literally blew me into a, a mess of, um, I had a little bit of psychosis. My doctor insists it wasn't psychosis. She says I was just severely, severely paranoid because I stopped sleeping. I was worried about my kids being around, you know, my mother. 
you know, I let this, these people access your mother and your grandmother, you know, how many people do you know? That's like their main squeezes, you know, like you turn to these people as a woman, especially to learn your life skills from, to learn if you're doing the right thing as a woman, you know, like how to be a mom, how to, uh, make sure you're giving your kids everything they need and, and not feeling like, um, you're a complete fuck up, you know, that you're this horrible person who, who's not doing anything good for your kids, you know, um, these are people that you need growing up, you know, so coming out of it, it sucked, and I'm just, I still, we're two and a half years in, I have three kids, like I said, I have a husband, and my problem is, we live in a small town where everyone knows everybody, um, my grandparents, their grandparents, every, they've ruled this uptown, we'll call it, um, for many years. They have a status that they love to flaunt. And it's a bunch of bullshit, man. It's the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. But since I rattled that status, I, oh, I was already chased to be... <laughs> The scapegoat. They were mind fucking me, you know, taking things away. Uh, I'm just going to go into this other stuff in other episodes because I don't want to get too overboard. But I mean, you know, the, it's amazing when you come out of it, the memories that just flood you. It's amazing that there is some kind of abuse like this that exists to where you're like a zombie. Like, it's a zombie. You're straight up a zombie. These people are feeding off of you and your soul. They're soul killers. They're soul killers. Sociopaths are absolutely soul killers. Narcissists, I think, have a little more eh, ground, I guess, if you could call it. I don't think that they, I don't think they go as far as a sociopath go. Um. You know, a sociopath literally will do anything and everything to get in your way and ruin your fucking life. And that's why, you know, there's so many things that I could, we could dabble in later. But there's things that I have to look away from because I don't know if that would have happened. If something, you know, there's things that my mother and grandmother should have been put away for, you know. Um, and it happens all the time. And we're in 2020. Like, there's got to be. I refuse to let these poor people, whether you're a boy, girl, white, black, Chinese, Mexican, Hispanic, I don't give a fuck. I can't let any of my people <laughs> who have gone through this go down without a fighting chance. I'm still not completely through. I'm, I'm crawling at the moment. And I'm telling my story because it's okay to crawl. It's okay that I'm crawling. It's okay some days that I stop. Because I'm through it. I'm getting through it. I'm, I've decided. <sighs> so, had the breakdown. Unfortunately, being that we have such house building, uh, family of contractors, many people who do, you know, electric, a lot of businesses for home, 
renovation, new homes, and blah, blah, blah in our family. So we bought a house, me and my husband, uh, eight years ago when we got married. Thought it was great. Bought a house, three houses down from my parents. My dad found the house. The neighbor was moving and offered my dad the house to clean, fix up, and sell. And he offered it to us at a really low price. Of course, why would that be such a problem, you know? Holy hell, if I only would have known because I signed myself up for the devil, the devil himself, to access me continuously. Uh, you know, that's what the hell has been. They kept, got me where they wanted. My grandmother designed my whole house. Um, we, there are so much that will come out in my, my episodes, but I'm just trying to give you a little understanding right now. So that's where I'm at. I have three kids. I've, since finding out what was going on, it's been such a fight for my life. If I didn't have my husband who was able to see what was going on, he's from the South. He didn't have an easy grow up, you know, but he's smart. He's educated. Um, he did have parents who love him, but he has been it with me, in it with me. And he, I think in that instance too, you're able to identify when he literally has seen it happen to me. I mean, a month ago, we had to call the cops because my mother came over unannounced. My kids, we have to protect. My my son is petrified of the cops because my mother will say constantly in his... She said many times that she was going to call the cops on, on, on your mom, you know? I mean, he's five years old. Um, It's so hard to get out of here because there has been so many roadblocks... But we're doing it, and I, we're doing, we're getting there. Um, but it's been tough, and it's been so hard on us. And you're not just dealing with a fucking narcissist; it's a sociopath too, and that's the hardest part. It's a shame that these people revert to this kind of abuse. They're brilliant people, which is against me <laughs> but they're brilliant people the things they think of how they know what's gonna <clears throat> they know you so well they literally have a map of your soul and who you are and what kind of reaction they've they've bred you for it and they know what will make the dominoes fall and that's the worst fucking part to try to think opposite them because it's a thing that I don't want to even fucking do like I don't want to go near this puzzle. I can't fathom to ever do anything like this to anybody. You know? Um, and I have my husband and my kids to thank. And God, you know, um, I stopped praying so many years ago. It's not that I stopped believing. I just gave up internally. And, and I didn't even know it. Like, I put on such a fake, fake, fake. Uh, show for the whole world you know and it's I'm just happy that I finally don't have to live like that anymore whether they paint me as a drug addict a loser mom all these things that they're lashing me with you know if my husband weren't here 
my mother has literally told him, if if you, you're standing in the way of us putting her away. Do you know how scary that is? Um, I, there was multiple times where they literally have driven me to, could have driven me if there wasn't a support system in place for me. I would have been driven to either kill myself or I would have died because that's what these people brought me to, you know? I mean, that's the sociopath difference. They don't give a fuck. And it's so hard to wrap your head around that, that they don't give a fuck. That's the battle of my life every day. I have accepted it. I know that. Um, I still have trouble, I guess, thinking that they'll never change. I know they're not, but I guess I still kind of fantasize that my mother will get out of it. Some kind of miracle will happen. And she'll say, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, my little girl. I love you. But that will never happen. And I don't give a fuck about her. But what kills me is... She... I'm so sorry, guys. Maybe I'm too unstable to be doing this, but I just wanted to share it with everybody. Um, I'm sorry, I have to watch. Um, to be abused, to have a breakdown, to barely come back out of it, you know, you were through, they, the beginning, my husband was kind of leery on the fence, he didn't know what was going on, and he kind of looked for them for support, because he didn't know, you know, what was going on, and they said, just go over to the, you know, local hospital, and let her go into the mental ward for a little bit but he was kind of like on the fence and then he realized once I was in I didn't belong there but he had to figure that out for himself it was okay you know it helped a little bit I needed pretty much peace and calmness um nobody visited me except my mother tried and my husband, obviously, but, um, I have a big family and not one of them were anywhere to be found when that happened. Uh, I got out and they held it against me. My dad and I were best friends. <laughs> and I have to pretend like he's dead. His birthday is today. This is the first birthday that I'm not going to give him a hug. And tell him how much I love him and I think he's so smart. And he's so kind and he's so confident and I can't tell him that anymore because he thinks I'm this loser person. <laughs> this thing 
the next thing I'm going to say, whether you're about to go through it or you're going through it, I think you can agree with me. The worst part of this abuse is to have to... We're going no contact because it's the only way. Maybe in some instances of narcissism, it's... You can kind of mull through it. This is to the extreme where our lives are at risk. My husband, you know, my mother called his job and he lost his job. I mean, there's been so many factors. We have to get away because... And there has to be no contact because it's what's healthy for me and healthy for the kids and my husband. It's safe. And the smear campaign, you know, that's the worst part. You come out of it and you're trying to just get back up little by little to understand why somebody you love so much would do this to you. And why are you still blaming yourself? Why do you still take it out on you? Is the support they strip every person from you. They will not stop until everybody has turned. They have tried to make my husband turn so many times. I still have nightmares that they'll strip him from me, but I know they won't. I have two sisters and a brother who I love to pieces. <laughs> and I have a dad who I love. I have to walk away from it all. All because of this sick, sick woman who needs to be put away. So, that's my first um, episode, <laughs> and I hope that anybody who, uh, I saw that my little <laughs> intro thing was viewed 75 times, and I didn't say anything, I don't think it, did, but I think people were just looking for answers. So I saw it and I said, there's other people out there that are just like me. Because that's what I figured out is the best thing so far. Just educate yourself. My husband used to be like, Whitney, like calm down. Like put down the books. Like stop the Google. Stop reading. I couldn't stop reading. I couldn't stop understanding. I'll never understand. But I know now what flying monkeys are. I know now what kind of abuse these people are trying to do to me and it sucks because it's people that I love who've done it. It's, it's usually not a lot of the worst abuse comes from them, but it's not done by them. It's done by, you know, your sister's coming over to say hi and she says some horrible thing, you know, um, or one of your family members calls Dyfus on you, you know, it shows up at your door because your mom, you know, I mean, it's, it's all, um, 
That's like third-party abuse. You know, they'll use churches and support system. It goes deep. I think that's, you know, one of the uh, specialties of a sociopath abuser. And like murderers, they do, they like, my mother, anytime shit was really about to hit the fan, or she had done something that I was just about to discover, it didn't matter what range of cruelty it was, she would have to be there, or she'd have to call in the middle of it, or the end, or Judy, my grandmother, would call, um, or they'd stop by just to see it all unravel. They like to watch it. They like to watch you get all fucking destroyed. They like to watch you on the floor on your back and, and suffer. You know, to look, humiliate you. Watch you look confused, insecure. Watch you struggle. Um, it's fucking sick, man. And I don't know any other way but to say that maybe this is, this is evil. This is, obviously it's evil, but maybe this is like the form of evil that, you know, exists. Whether or not she, I know it was done by her. Judy, my grandmother, is her mother. She obviously did it to her, but it stuck with her. She picked it up. She, you know, there's things that, they say in therapy, like, you take things that you were just learned. You didn't know any other way. You're not that kind of person, but there's some things that, you know, you shadow because you don't know how to do it. But these people take on, like, these horrible, evil souls. Like, they literally get the rocks off by watching you get fucking pulled apart internally. And that is so bad. And physically, you know, there was plenty of physical stuff throughout. A little bit of sexual abuse. I mean, it's still hard. There's still things that I have not even come to terms with. That my brain will block out. I do know this. That there was a few good things that I learned. And that was, uh... I wouldn't be able to look at any kind of uh, article or anything on Facebook... Or pictures of child abuse or anything horrible, pets or anything. I know right then and there, you know, when anything terrible is happening to a kid, your body, your brain is designed to take you out of it. And I know that because I went through that. I'm sure all my fellow people have gone through this stuff. Not that you can't feel it, but your brain literally puts on like a blockage. And it protects you. And it puts you, like, in a bubble, almost. So you're just going through the motions. You don't know what the fuck's going on, really, but you're just... Subconsciously, you do, but you don't feel it the way they think you feel it. And that's kind of the, the good part of it all. When hor horrible things happen to kids, you know that they don't feel it. And I, I know that because I went through things like that. They don't feel it and 
you know, that higher power up there, whoever you guys believe in, if you do, if you don't, they kind of take, protect you in a way, you know, that your brain isn't even there to really get it, you know, it's blur, so, that's it, um, I'm Whitney, I'm 34, I'm getting closer to going into contact with the sociopath, uh, mother and grandmother that are, uh, literally fucking terrors, and they live, my grandmother lives on the other side of the hill, <laughs> so, um, I can only hope that anybody who's going through it, that if you listen to this and it helps you, it helps me. It really does. If you could take anything from it and it helps you, it helps me. If you need to hear that you're not crazy, you're not crazy. That was another rough part too, to get through those waters of is this really happening? Like, am I going crazy? Is my mind not right? Like, wh why is, you know? But, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes clear. You just accept it. And breathe. And just take each day everything that you think is bad in you is not. And the things that you struggle with are not your fault. But now that you are older enough to know what time it is, what's going on, what has gone on, you make the change. And you refuse to be another generation of this. And, and we are paving the way for people, for our next generation who are going to have this. They're not going to have to go through this. And that's worth it to me. It hurts to say goodbye to these people. It hurts to figure out I'll be alone. Um, it's hard to do things by myself. But I never had help from them. I was It was made out like I was some fucking pauper. But I did it by myself. It's just another mindfuck. The two weeks, three weeks, I think I'm on now. We've been no contact as hard as it is. They lived on the street, but literally we have. The kind of corona thing has helped. But, uh, you know, there was days where I wanted to scream, shout, you know, because my little guy wants to see my dad or, you know, it's hard. It's so hard. I know that I'll get through it, and I know that it's the best thing for them. Because even though my dad cares and his heart's broken, he doesn't understand why it's it's for the kid's best interest. Because when you're in a trance like that, uh, you really think that the learned behavior from whoever is the mental case is okay and it's not okay. I'm happy that I came out of it and I could t teach my kids, show my kids, and try and navigate motherhood.
even if it is by myself. I just look for role models around slowly. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I know it's fucked up. And I know that anybody listening can get through it. If I can get through it, you can get through it. And I know it hurts. Man, it hurts bad. You get to be the person that you never were. I don't know who I am, but I'm just figuring that out. So I guess maybe we can all figure that out together. And I will uh, talk to you guys on my next episode if I get enough views. (laughs) Take care, everybody. And just breathe. Just breathe. Don't come down on yourself. Just keep, keep your head up. Don't let them break you anymore. Keep your eye on the prize. Okay? Take care, guys. Until next time.